Is it gonna? Oh. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And uh, today we we have all of the things. Well, some of the things. What did we do? Some of them, probably. Oh. It's a rumor on the street. <clears throat> There's heard. rumors on the internet. Are you old enough for that joke? <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> so you didn't watch the 2000 presidential debates? No, 2004 presidential debates. Uh, No. That's when George Bush told John Kerry, I hear there's rumors on the internets. <laughs> good times, good times when, you know, that was the meme of the day. Yep. The internet was a little bit less on fire. Oh, but by how much? Uh, and are we talking like grand total accumulation or are we talking like to scale? Of total active users of the internet. Our parents still weren't on the internet quite as much. They were telling us not to like believe everything we read on the internet. I do remember that. <laughs> yep. And now they're believing everything they read on the internet. It's great. But believe everything Clippy tells you because Clippy is a god <laughs> and should be treated as such. Clippy is sentient. <laughs> I love Clippy so much. What? Well, he's gotten to you, huh? That microchip really kicking in. Yep. It's yep. working. It's working. Look, I'm just saying, like, if we're if we're bound to like live in a world where like the metaverse is like everything, and there's like sentient overlord, if I had to pick one, I'd at least make it Clippy. <laughs> It'd make it a little more bearable. Yeah, at least saying. Clippy can reset some of your electronic devices if you just kind of unwind him a little bit. Yeah. Yep. When you say so, we have all the things, do you mean my office is full of secrets right now? Uh, that's not what I was intentionally getting at, but I suppose that may or may not be a thing, which I can't, you know, admit to one way or the other. So yeah, my office is full of secrets, and just to prevent myself from accidentally revealing a secret, all the secrets are pushed into a back corner as far away from any of my cameras as as they can get. <laughs> I cannot. I'm not I'm not gonna pull a J Dob. I'm not gonna <laughs> Well, or thank you else. for your diligence. We appreciate it. Uh, my I, was, office. I was actually I was actually talking to a friend about like artists who have accidentally like had like leaked leaked gear like months in advance of it being released. Yeah. <laughs> or, or announced. Yep. And like 3 a.m. phone calls to artists and they answer like, hello, like you need to take that video down now because this product is in the background. Oh, I'm yep. sorry. It just like shocked that they answered their phone at three in the morning. Right. Meanwhile, like everybody's, you know, already like downloaded it, and uploaded it to the gear page. <clears throat> ah, what's that thing in the background of so-and-so's Instagram picture? It looks weird. Then again, that's assuming that members of the gear page can use Instagram, but. Yeah, I mean, I've said it. <laughs> you know they can. That's about all they I know can they do. can. If they can, like, uh, you know, they, they do lots of things. They can, they found, like, they've found unlisted videos somehow. Like That's just. Yeah. 
I, I've talked to other demo artists. I'm like, I don't know how they found my unlisted video. Like, I, and that's always a fear because, like, you, you usually you have the videos unlisted. You send them to the um, the builder so so they can like tell you if you said something wrong or yeah. like put them in the announce email or on the website if they choose to. Um, I mean, sometimes you there do that. are ways of there are ways of utilizing the tools that exist to find unlisted yeah. videos. Uh, you just have to really be intentional about it. Yeah. It's an so unnecessary amount of internet sleuthing just to ruin somebody else's day, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> and the bummer about like setting premieres, because I do a lot of premieres and I can't schedule premieres for launches. Yep. Because it'll show the, the name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, watch this. Some uh, people have learned that one now? the hard way. Yeah, you learned that one the hard way once, and I thankfully have not learned that one the hard way. I Other people have learned it way. for you. No, I just realized it um, early on because I was like, oh, I'll just schedule a bunch of premieres. And then like, I scheduled like two weeks of videos out, and then I realized they were all just showing up on my page anyway. I'm like, this is stupid. I wish it wasn't like this. Yeah. But it I think is. It's a, it's a matter of time because YouTube's already giving you more like options with your premieres. Options. But not that one. I used to not be able to like schedule or start a premiere from my phone and now I can do that. So that's a step in the better direction. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's just I, say I have, a, I have a busy November. Well, instead of talking about what's new that you can't talk about, let's talk about what's new that you can talk about. Oh, yeah, sure. That seems yeah, like sure. that seems like a productive Situation. Yeah, well, this got released already. It's the uh, Go Fly a Kite. It's a Dogman Devices uh, delay with an effects send and return, so you can put whatever your heart desires in the trails of your uh, delay and your um, repeats. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to have fun with this. Uh, that sounds like the nicest way to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. Go fly a kite. <laughs> I'm glad we don't bleep anymore. It is. That's exactly how. That's exactly what that means. Of course, uh, go fly a kite. And this is the first uh, non-etched uh, Dogman pedal I, I have. The fire, the original yeah. Fire Fuzz wasn't etched either. Um, but I really like the aesthetic. You got a little Dogman right there. I, I definitely dig it. It's a Dogman. It's on brand. It, it is, is brand. simultaneously kind and cheeky. Yeah. You can toggle between short and long, but you can also control the time, mix, and repeats there. And you have a very clear send and return, um, so you don't yep. have to use um, the TS. The double, dual TS. Yeah, you don't have to use a splitter yep. cable. The dual TS to TRS. That's kind of a drag. Um, you know, I have a lot of those, but I always... I always forget which is which, so I, I often have to do, like trial and error ring sleeve and then i have gotten in the um deep augen chorus by thorpey which i'm going to be honest i have no idea how i'm going to film this just vis from a visual perspective it's so shiny you can see my phone that's being used as my webcam you can so see andrew Hi. Hey, you can see me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's how like mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, related to my what's new, which I don't want to get to yet, but what I did for a photo yesterday was uh, I just held up a piece of cardstock and then took the photo in angle. So that mm -hmm. way the reflection was onto the white cardstock. Yeah. What I'm going to have to do is um, <clears throat> often I have a little um, piece of uh, foam that I yep. put underneath the petal uh, just for reflections. So yep. then it doesn't reflect. What I'm going to have to do this time is like my camera, I, I can just angle the camera instead. Yep. So I'll probably do that. Um, I might use your cardstock trick, <clears throat> but uh, I card don't know. Cardstock or like light box or, or you know, it's like card, like uh, eight, nine, I do 11, have a, I do have a light box. You're right. I, also, I do have a light box. I use these for um, backgrounds for Fox and Grow stuff. They're like a dollar at Target or whatever. Yeah. And obviously they, they also come in white. So that could be a, if you need a little bit more surface area, that could work as well. Maybe. Maybe. Creative product lighting solutions. <laughs> yeah, this is going to need it. It's just so shiny. Shiny. Now all the parents who listen trouble. to this are like, no, no Disney songs. Has a wet out and a dry out. That's nice. Moist. I might bleep that. <laughs> I think you probably clipped there. Yeah, probably. It was worth I it. did it. It was worth it. Yeah. So is it just mono in stereo out for the chorus? Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I mean, that's the classic stereo sound where the... It's just a wet dry. So it would like, be like the control allows full counterclockwise, 100% dry. The middle position is 50% wet dry. Full counterclockwise is 100% wet and puts the deep augen in vibrato mode. <clears throat> yep, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Because vibrato is just coarse, but without the dry. Yosh. I don't know why I'm looking at this. Yeah. yeah. It sounds so cool. Could, so you could do that, yeah. It looks cool. It does. Thorpey pedals always look pretty cool. It's a, it's a great enclosure that they designed themselves and um, should not be copied because it's, <laughs> at this point, trademark of their, of their look as far uh, as I'm not, concerned. Probably not a legal trademark, but yeah. Yeah, but like a... Unofficial, like yeah. big Lebowski trait bar. Like, like you're not, you're not going to step on these, and these aren't going to get too wackadoodle in your pedal board when you when you're transporting it, which is a real thing that happens, as we know. It is. Like why? Oh my gosh! You really need to check your pedal board settings before you you sit down. Unless you're play. running MIDI, that that is, I guess, like. A huge appeal for MIDI for me is just kind of toss it in a bag and get it out and it'll just automatically recall everything. But the other not appeal for MIDI for me is effort. <laughs> so effort on the front end means no effort on the back end. Which makes sense. So were you the kid who backed your bike into the garage or not? 
Uh, no, I was the kid that realized that my brakes weren't working right as I was approaching the garage and the garage was closed. I would just slam into it. Nice. You would have made some great TikTok videos as an adult, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I forgot that actually happened. Yeah, that, that actually did happen. Like slammed into a full force is great. Um, garage doors are expensive. That must have sucked for your parents. I didn't break it. <laughs> did you break yourself? Uh, I mean, the question is, was I already broken anyways? So what's new with you? Uh, Well, speaking of um, happy, shiny people, things, uh, I have finally installed my new pickups. Finally. And look how shiny those are. They are pretty shiny. You can see everything. Oh, can I, can, there's the lamp and then over across the lamp, there's my Star Wars. Star Wars is up there. But yeah. Uh, no, I, I installed it yesterday. It took a time lapse. Yeah, uh, I saw that on the Instagram. That was cool. <laughs> I took the time. So I was up against the wall, and so I literally just gaff taped my mini tripod to my whiteboard that sits above my workbench. <laughs> and then just let it time lapse. So if you look like halfway through the time lapse, like it's like you haven't noticed it started drifting because it's so slow, but then I'd like knock it back because the gaff yeah. tape almost slipped. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's loud. It's angry. It's like, it's still articulate, but... It's probably going to clip a little bit. Nice. So I got this in drop C with those string joy strings. And mm. uh, this sounds... Uh, for what I'm... For the sound that I'm going for, I much prefer how this sounds versus what I had in it before, which doesn't yeah. matter. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. Very happy. Good. They're so shiny. It's always nice to finally check off those projects. I I downloaded an app for my projects, and uh, I have a lot of projects in the hopper, and not so many in progress. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I took last week off for um, – I mean, having a week off for vacation is great, but like feeling like a week behind and everything has not been great. So I'm trying to do my darndest to catch up. Uh, and I'm getting there. I am getting there. Making yeah. a little bit more progress this week than I did the week before I went on vacation. So that's good. Yeah, I was trying. I'm trying to film between four and five demos this weekend and write an article because uh, I'm going to Mazama this week. Uh, Mazama. Mazama. Cabin weekend, know. escaping to the woods, the mountains. All right. Sometimes you need to. It's great. Let's get out of Dodge. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I need it. I really need it. Yeah. Go. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Vacation's great. Yeah, they can be. So, um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um. Then I'm going to come back to a very, very busy week, I'm sure. Um, So I'm just trying to get a lot of stuff out of the way now. So I don't have to do them later. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. So I'm not like rushing to do it. Like, oh my gosh, I needed, I should have done this (laughs) before. No, you do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah. So... You ever just hear somebody's horrible impression and be like, whoa, that was really scary good. 
Nova like, was watching SNL last night and I did not. There's a sketch I did not enjoy because the guy's Trump impression was so good. Like his voice was so correct. I'm like, stop, stop talking. Just stop. It was too uncanny. And I don't like it when they're that uncanny. Like they have to be a little wrong for it to be funny or like anything. I don't like it when they're that. Correct. I'm impressed when it's that on. I, I I didn't see it. Though. I'm impressed at first, and then after like a while, you're like, stop it. It's like playing a very realistic looking video game. You're like, oh wow, these graphics are so cool. And then after a while, you're like, mm. Mm. yeah, it's no, no, I know what you're talking about now. I did that to my dad uh, when I was in Wisconsin. Uh, he was telling me about a, a bad experience he had with the church, uh, particularly a pastor. I'm like, oh, like, tell me a little bit more. Like, I got my head around, like, that type of charismatic, but behind the doors, like, behind doors, I'm going to gaslight people and tell them that they're the reason why that they're coming to me with issues, kind of a pastor. And so I just started, like, leaning into it. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, oh, like, does this sound familiar? And, like, after a couple of minutes of me uh, rehearsing or not rehearsing, um, reenacting oh, yeah. things too that much. I've also heard in a church environment. And he's like, Andrew, I'm going to need you to stop. That's too close. <laughs> like oh whoops a little too on the nose there too close too too close to home yep stop stop it <laughs> stop stop it don't like it yeah it's too much you know dad i i just think i think you're uh i think you've just let the the spirit of cynicism seep into your heart and develop a bitter root and I think that's actually what the issue is here. And now you're just overreacting to the other things that are happening and you just need to let the love of Jesus. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you know your thoughts and feelings aren't valid? Yep. I did. did. You know? So anyways, uh, not did to you say know that-, that it's not me. It's you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So not to say that it's all pastors cause it is not, but if that is your pastor, <laughs> not all pastors, just that one specifically. Right, just just the the one and only. It's Mark like Driscoll. I mean, um, <laughs> like it's like I think I think one of my favorite tweets uh, was, uh, "Not all men, your friend Dave." <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody, I saw somebody was posting. Or do you hear about the not the all Cal- pastors, Mark Driscoll? <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> if that's your pastor, please run. You deserve better. Moving on <laughs> to a slightly similar topic. Did you see that the California condors have started reproducing asexually? They're like, men are trash. <laughs> Why do we need them? We'll just do it ourselves. It's fine. Uh what are you talking about? <laughs> it was a headline in the news this week. It's probably fake, but I, I read it and I believed it because I believe everything I read on the internet. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. So with that in mind, are we, are we ready for a word from our sponsors now that my credibility has been completely tossed out? To the <laughs> this week's episode of the get offsets podcast is sponsored by the California condors who needs men, <laughs> not us. <laughs> And Caroline Guitar Company. Who needs guitar pedals? We do. Caroline Guitar Company's got them in spades. 
In spades. I highly recommend <clears throat> the Summer Salt. It's a, a great chorus and vibrato pedal. If you ever get lost, just set everything to high noon, true north. You will find your way back home. And then you can hit that Havoc switch to max out that rate and depth and get a crazy vibrato only when you need it. Momentary latching. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. I do like momentary latching. Me too. There's nothing like it. It's a beautiful pedal. Hawaiian pizza, also a huge favorite of mine. Uh, and I had the Meteori for a long time. I miss it dearly. So mm. don't be like me. Don't get rid of your Meteore. I mean, really, just like don't sell, don't sell your things. Just buy more. <laughs> accumulate. Don't don't hate accumulate. That that's a good catchphrase. I like that. <laughs> it's like the right amount of positivity for this time of year. Don't hoard things, friends. If you're not using them, set them free. That's honestly, I think better. No, like better just idea. like put all of your petals in the middle of the room and just like take a nap on top of them, like some sort of a tone dragon. Caroline's one of those companies that's I think they're one of the easier companies to just make a board just just of their petals and it be mm-hmm. like a phenomenal board. Yes. Yeah. And their petals are genuinely very affordable. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Build an entire board that you could just rock the hell out of for an entire tour for like relatively cheap. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. This week's episode of the Get Offset Podcast is also brought to you by you, dear listeners. Support us on Patreon at getoffset.com slash getoffset. For as little as $5 a month, you can join our exclusive Discord server. Yep. And you still have time to join and get in on our holiday secret Santa. It's all the rage. The limit is $25 and the gifts do not have to be gear related. It's just fun. Example. Yeah, last year Andrew got this awesome Fox Cairo camping mug. I got an awesome Prince Wears mm. Waldo inspired book. It made me very happy. I have it down here somewhere. My coffee mug smells great right now, by the way. I made a sushong tea yesterday. There's just like a little bit left in the bottom, the rest of the loose leaf. So like campfire. Mine smells like vanilla latte. That's exciting. It is. It is. So, uh, yeah, check that out. You can also uh, get merch at getosetpodcast.com slash shop. (laughs) Andrew wants to talk about um, upcoming merch that is uh, forthcoming, I should say, merch. Um, he has big plans, involves yeah. rats, involves – in case you didn't know, I don't know the exact episode number where Andrew tells his absolutely horrifying <laughs> seagull story. It is truly um, an adventure in storytelling – there's a reason I've never forgotten it. Just burned in and, my memory. And uh, a reason I never will. Uh, yeah. So anyways, March inspired, inspired by a horrifying story. Uh, coming to get offset stores near you soon. Actually, it's going to look really like you're putting it on some really classy, like, base layers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this it, thing, it's like, definitely this thing, a... 
This ain't going to be $5 t-shirts. This is going to be like nice, nice stuff. Oh, yeah. No, it's got to be because it's like kind of that grotesque. <laughs> but also like what in the what <sighs> kind of artwork is like it's the double take factor. Um, <clears throat> but then putting that like on, on, on a crew neck sweater, like kind of what I'm wearing now, like. A really nice, like, charcoal, mm-hmm. marbled yeah. crew neck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With, like, a caption in Times New Roman. Something that you can, like, pass down to your children. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Times uh, New Roman? That's your idea of a classy font? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. No, it's my placeholder. I, for whatever reason, I don't have Garamond downloaded, so I was going to look for that. Um, I was between that and Helvetica. Mm. Helvetica is pretty well used. Yeah. It looks nice. It does look nice. Yeah. Uh, Remember remember when they did a whole ass documentary about Helvetica? Yeah, I believe it. That was like, I remember I was in college and I was like, you got to watch the documentary about Helvetica. I'm like, when? No, I'm not going to watch a documentary about a font. How much time do you think I have? Watch a documentary about a font, please. I'd rather watch the Twilight Zone again. But like Twilight Zone was good. Yeah, that's why I'd rather watch it again. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, so we got a couple things to talk about. Um, yeah, it's been a it's it's been a week. Uh, and yeah. like some like kind of fun to talk about stuff and some like horrifying to talk about stuff like let's, that will make let's end on the lighter note let's end on the lighter note let's start with yeah. the horrifying stuff um especially since like you know after talking about seagulls uh this seagull suddenly won't seem as bad yeah let's talk about Astro World because that was not like fun news to wake up to on a saturday morning um no. so i'm from cincinnati so i'm not unfamiliar with the idea of crowd surges um, having horrific and terrible results for concert goers. And um, so until, uh, until past like 20 years or so, Cincinnati actually held the record for the most people who died at a concert at 11, 11 people tragically died at a who concert in the seventies or eighties. When a crowd surge at the gates of the concert at what was, uh, when I was young, the U.S. Bank Arena, um, they weren't opened, uh, the Who was sound checking, and uh, people thought the show had started. Uh, There was a surge at the gates. A couple doors were incorrectly opened, and 11 people died. Um, And that was the most people who had died at a concert until... um, an event in New Jersey and um, uh, I think it was great white great white yep yeah uh, pyrotechnic venue burned down. the venue burned down yep. um, uh, that was not um, the worst issue of a uh, crowd control event though um, there was a sporting event in 88 uh, where over a hundred people died uh, due to a crowd surge during a weather event. Um, and in 2015, thousands of people died um, during a trip to Mecca um, during a crowd surge. So mm. crowd surges have been historically very deadly events. And that's what mm-hmm. happened at Astro world uh, to get one thing just completely clear. 
this is not the crowd's fault. So anyone who's faulting the crowd or the people in the crowd, uh, Travis Scott's is Travis Scott. That's a nice name, right? His fan base. This is not their fault. If you're blaming a rowdy crowd or anything like that, this is not their fault. This could have happened really at anything. And when you say like, Oh, in our pit, we look out for each other. This would never happen. This is not their fault. And I kind of want to talk a little bit more about why this is mostly the promoter's fault for, for a few reasons. Um, and, and just generally speaking, um, it has a lot to do with, with crowd control, with overselling tickets, with poor security, with having too many people in uh, one space. Um, yep. Because people were trying to help each other from, from all accounts. The people who were in it. Yeah. Um, we're trying to pull each other out. They Chocolate were trying to, to look out for each other. medical experience is sticking around to try and contribute. I yeah. Mean, it, yeah, it's definitely not a crowd thing. I, I've seen a little bit yeah. of that on the internet. It's like, oh, like here's what like crowd, like crowd a crowd should be doing, like, you know, random video of some other mosh pit at another show. I'm like, okay, that's not really constructive, one. Yeah, because uh, like a lot of those times when, you, when you're seeing that, it's because there's physically the space where you can push people out and make space. These people literally couldn't make space for each other. And right. that's because there one, there wasn't a competing headliner. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the festival. Astro world is Travis Scott's festival. And uh, so leading up to the, the performance in question, it was like what 50,000 people who had an hour in between other sets. So it was just like an hour of people waiting and 50,000 people waiting in one spot for one show. Yeah. Most other festivals, they'll have the reason they have like competing stages is they want people to move around because you don't want people to like get antsy in one spot, start pushing towards the front because that's what people are going to do. And again, it's not the people's fault because that's what that's what they're going that's to normal. do. Yeah, you put, you're like, oh, yeah. I need a little bit of room. Like, come on, elbows up a little bit. Here. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of natural then, human behavior, and it's something that the promoters should be aware of. And should be working actively. Like you can section off GA sections to yeah. like limit the number of people in one section. Yeah, they could section things off. Um, they one of the big issues was, of course, that there was no competition, there was no movement of people, so it was really just people like pushing to get forward. And the reason they were pushing to get forward is because so much of the area was blocked off for um, a live stream. So people mm. couldn't really see, so they wanted to get closer to the stage. So because, mm. and this is a big beef of mine, because so much of the visible area was prioritized for a stream, uh, people couldn't see. And right. it also made it more difficult for ambulances to get in, which yep. probably didn't help the people who needed medical attention. Um, uh, yes. And I haven't seen enough pictures, and I'm not an expert in like this particular thing but they're, they're supposed to be like when, when you're planning an event like this there's supposed to be like break off sections for like crowd control like if there is like a crowd surge that's part of the reason those barriers do exist is you have contingency plans yeah so that like you can pull people over the barriers if they need yep. to be uh, to get people out and of then there. yeah and then funnel them out the edge and yeah. to the back exactly that's exactly yep. right um, you hear like people talking about being close, shoulder to shoulder, not being able to breathe. And that's 
we, we the reason we don't call them human stampedes is one is it kind of gives the idea that like it's the crowd's fault in some way, and two, it, it's it, most of the people who die in these situations aren't dying because they're trampled; they're actually being suffocated and yep. the actual crowd. So you're you're being compressed with other people, and you're 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 dying standing up. Yep. And it's horrifying. Sorry, that's yep. probably pretty horrifying. So totally it, it's it's literally just it's the surge itself. Um, so what else could have been done? Travis Scott should have stopped the show. Somebody should have made him stop the show. Yep. And you can see in some of these videos, there was a woman who was like in the surge. She got out, and you can see a video where she's trying to get a camera person's attention. Yeah. She jumps onto the platform and she's trying to get his attention to the surge and the pit. And she's yelling. You can see her mouth. People are dying. Yep. And he is just yelling at her and refuses to look in that direction. So it was people right. try, it, people were trying to help. The crowd was obviously which trying is, to help. I want to be clear. I don't think that's necessarily his fault. Oh, He's no. got, he can't hear what's going on. He's got his headphones in with, uh, with his director telling him where to point the shot and whatnot. And yeah. he's like, He's not, he's not once. All he knows is someone is bouncing his platform. Right. And he's mad because he's, somebody's getting in the way of his job. He has no idea. Nor, like, it's not his job to know that. No. So, like, you can, like, I'm just saying the crowd is trying to stop this. Yes. And there are people who are trying to stop this and bring attention to it. But his boss came over and was talking to this woman and threatened to call the police on her. And like his boss came over and was talking to her. Yes. So his boss did know what was happening uh, or what she was saying was happening by her account and by the video that corroborates it. Yeah. (laughs) So like obvious, like in that the show never got stopped. Like I sent you a few examples, uh, Chester from Link, Lincoln Park and Dave Grohl Mm -hmm. and I've seen some other examples like I've been to shows like I I was at a show as Middle Kids and for some reason the opening band came out during Middle Kids performance and decided to crowd surf and Mm -hmm. the guy came one of the guys came down pretty hard like on my head the bassist stopped of Middle Kids stopped the show and made sure I was okay Mm -hmm. like and you see Dave Grohl stopping a show a big show to make sure people are okay Yep. Like making sure things don't get out of control. And there are supposed to be people who have the capacity to pause a performance and make sure things go well. Even Lollapalooza 99, even Red Hot Chili Peppers stopped their performance to mm-hmm. let fire trucks get through. They did not handle it well. <laughs> but but they right. but someone did have them stop the performance. To let emergency vehicles through right, and right. try. And that didn't happen here. No, that didn't happen. The other, one of the other things I saw uh, reading through the CNN article on it is that they only had one AED, the automatic external defib- defibrillator, uh, for the entire crowd. So of the 50, ambulances, they people. had 50,000 people, one AED. And I don't know what the regulations are in Texas. Uh, and I know that regulations around that just in public spaces have always been a little lacking. Usually if you see one, it's not because it's required to be there. It's because the building management is trying to be proactive about that. Uh, at least to my understanding, the last time I looked into that, but one is not enough. But yeah. Like regulations be damned. Like you, that is, that does not compute. Yeah. 
And so when you've got, you know, 50 people who are being crushed at the front and who are in cardiac arrest, and you've got one to go around. It's like, well, next. Yeah. And to be fair, like as someone who's not a medical professional, I don't know what kind of difference that would have made. I think when you're thinking about festivals, like the, the biggest risks that people usually have are overdoses mm-hmm. uh, and heat related, heat related emergencies. So yeah. dehydration and stuff like that. So I think that's probably like what you are anticipating. Sure. Crowd surges. I don't really remember the last one at a festival that was deadly. So this just goes to show like, and I think that the reason that you don't see them a lot is because normally the planning's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Festivals shouldn't be dangerous, but like things happen, you know, uh, several years ago, I think it was during a Sugarland, not during a Sugarland show, but like the Sugarland stage collapsed during a windstorm and like some crew members died. Mm-hmm. Like things can happen. Like there are weather emergencies sure. out of nowhere. Lightning can strike like outdoor, outdoor performances and festivals. Like there is some inherent danger, sure. um, but there isn't everything. There's contingency plans for most of, aside from like acts of God freak accidents, like there should be contingencies for it. Yeah. But this, but the thing is like, this is preventable. This is one of the ones that is absolutely preventable. So it's, it's frustrating to see like that something that just literally shouldn't have happened, happened. Um, and so tragically, um, and to see like basically no apology, no real, kind of apology and just no action taken by the performer when like he should have been taking it. And he just walked, like you see people being carried out limp and he's just singing. And that's just really hard to watch. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I guess stage lighting can make it hard sometimes to see the crowd, but when it's all up front happening, because that's where the bulk of it's happening. You got 50,000 people at the yeah. people in the front. They're most compressed. And like I've been to hard, like on the rail at hardcore shows. Like I know it's like to have a whole bunch of people behind you pushing. Yeah. Not 50,000 people though. And like I, I've walked out of hardcore shows like bruises right here just from like arms yeah. on the rail. And like trying to push back and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, either, either he was not being communicated with as he should have been. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, a major red flag on the part of his team. Yep. Or he was being told and chose to not stop the performance. Yep. They're both bad. It's just like, who's actually to blame? And we don't know. Um, I find it really hard to believe he had no inkling of an idea. I find that yeah. hard to believe, but that's just, that's, that's me. I think it's very unlikely. I think you see things happening and I I just, I think, you know, I think, you know, something's happening. It wasn't that dark and it was really close to the stage. There was yep. a, there were a lot of lights, you know? Yep. <clears throat> so that, that was um, hard to wake up to on Saturday. Like nobody, I, I maintain no one should ever go to a concert and have anything but a good time. Agreed. Selfishly as a musician, I just want people to have fun and be safe. And like, mm-hmm. 
you know, victims have, are vic- victims are uh, as they're identifying him are uh, as young as fourteen as well. Fuck. Yeah, I heard that there was like a ten year old who was taken. And you know, you shouldn't be having you shouldn't be having an all ages festival that you market as a rager is another thing, and that's well, I mean, that's a big that's a big issue. Like if it, if you're having an all ages festival, you need to set it up as like all ages appropriate. Yep. Yeah, and you need to make it safe for all ages. Yep. Or you have an eighteen and up festival. You know. Yep. So there, I think it was poor planning again. I. It, you see a lot of like, people tweeting about how it was like satanic or something. I'm like, no, it was just. Poor planning. You know, it was preventable. Oh, it's nobody's fault. It, it was Satan. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right. You know, you know, it was no one person's fault. Certainly, it was a lot there, but there's a lot of fault. It's a failure and of planning. It's a failure of planning, and no amount of blame is going to make it right for the families of the deceased. And um. But may I they really, find justice in court. That'd be great. May they find justice. May they find peace. May the people who survive this, you know, I hope, I hope they get the therapy and help that they need, and I hope that they can find enjoyment in in live music and feel safe again. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I hope, like the amount of survivor's guilt that you must have in these situations, like mm-hmm. especially, like imagine you go with your friend and your friend's gone, mm-hmm. like, like, like. The story of the woman who was on that, who's trying to get that camera operator's attention, that that's going to stick with me forever. She was with a friend, and I didn't, I didn't get a follow up on like whether or not her friend's okay. Her friend just getting pulled away from her, just watch. She's just watching her friend get swept away in a wave. Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't know what I would do. Yep. Yeah, it's terrifying. So. I really hope that the damage doesn't get worse, like the toll doesn't get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I want justice for the people, and I want this to not happen again. I want people to learn from these mistakes, and um, yep. yeah, that's that's what I want. I want lessons to be learned, and um, I think it goes to show that sometimes event planners can't um, police themselves appropriately. And that's hard. Yeah. And you don't know, you don't know until you're there. Like, I think people who were there knew it was a bad situation before the music started. And that's what I keep reading. Right. Yeah. But what you can't get out. There's several levels of things that like, like no one thing could have fixed all of it. There's several levels of things that could contribute. So yeah. uh, like you, even just having more security and more access yeah. for security, it's like, you know, you go to a hardcore show, like yeah. it's not abnormal for, um, for people, especially like, especially if you're like four foot 11 at a hardcore show and you're on the rails, like they're like security, I need out. And they'll yeah. just like lift them up and over and send them to the back. Like that's, yeah. that should be normal. You should have enough security to be able to deal with. You've got one bad actor, you know, a couple, three people deep. Who's like, pushing people around, hitting people, security, jackass back here. And I've seen the security hop over, whoop, 
grab the dude, chuck him over, and he's gone. Yeah. I've Part seen of people the security get hurt at shows. Issues. There's yeah. an EMT right off stage, comes, grabs them, and they've got immediate attention. Like, yeah. These are all things that, like, it, it might feel it's like. It's easier to do at smaller shows. Oh, totally. Part of the issue but, with security at the bigger shows, the festivals, is people sneaking in. So then suddenly your, your festival, uh, which was probably safe at a certain capacity, is way over capacity. And that was the problem at Lala, Lala 99. Sure. Not Lala. I, um, I keep saying Lala. Woodstock 99. That was the problem yeah, at Woodstock 99. Is that it was way over one of the problems. There were lots. Woodstock ninety nine. And then it was muddy at at um Astro, which was mm. not helpful. Right. People losing their footing, stressing out about that. And um yeah, but you know, they, they could do more with more people mm-hmm. for sure, more security. It's, right. it's just layers. Um and I agree, like smaller venues, much easier to manage. The reality is that management has been seriously thought out and planned for. And so for everybody who wants to say, oh, like the fans of this other like genre are just better fans. Like, no, you've just gone to venues that have had contingency plans and you just didn't know it because nobody died. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. No, not hard. Well, it's... it's- they make it seem effortless. Yeah. But they work really hard. They do work very hard. And uh, yeah, utmost respect for the folks that work those events. Yeah. Truly. Security in particular. Uh, yeah. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Shall we, shall let's we move on about, to yeah, let's talk about something li- lighter? Lighter. Lighter. Whoop. Do you want to kick off this one? Uh, I will kick it off by taking a deep breath. All right. Fender. Fender's doing it. They buy what? somebody. They're doing it. They're doing it. Who uh, they buy? Pre, Presonus? Presonus. I use Presonus. You do? I use Studio One. Wow. I know. I'm the only person I know who does. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I've heard it's a cakewalk to use. Oh, it's... No, that's Band Labs. Uh, but was owned Cakewalk wasn't Cakewalk owned by Gibson at one point in time? I don't know. No, they're Band Labs Technologies. I they, if they were owned by Gibson, I don't know. I may be misremembering. Um, anyways, yeah. So Fender's Fender's buying out Presonus, and yeah. uh, there are so many thoughts, questions, um, yeah, and excitements. People have lots of questions. <laughs> Why? Uh, so questions that I can think of off the top of my head just after seeing that is like, one, why? Like what, why? what is it that PreSonus has that Fender wanted? Is it the lineup? Is it their technology that's proprietary that Fender wanted to buy out as part of it? Um, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why a large company buy another large company. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that that's number one is why. Number two is uh, immediately just as a very large guitar manufacturer – I immediately find myself drawing comparisons to what Gibson started doing, you know, uh, last couple of decades, which is buying out, you know, like KRK and like other, other, uh, other smaller companies and just creating a conglomerate of Gibson family brands, which they don't own a whole lot of anymore. They've had to then sell them off. And uh, so Gibson is handled in one way. It's like, okay, like, are we going to see this happen again? But with Fender this time and 
if so, like how, or what are things that Fender could be doing to avoid that? What are we looking for? Uh, yeah. Th- those are yeah. The, the two primary questions that come to mind. Yeah. Well, I don't exactly have any insider information. First things first. Neither um, do I. Yeah. So if I had to guess, I would guess that it's more about the software, the plugins, uh, and things like that, and incorporating that into the technology that Fender has been um, implementing with like their Mustang series of guitar amplifiers uh, and rumble in the bass world. And perhaps even maybe their cab some stuff with the tone master series of amps. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if, if it's a little bit into that, um, that would be my instinct here because I don't see any other, major reason Mm -hmm. um i know that fender also is really getting into the like with the fender play stuff i wonder if the oh my bad that was not my knee i promise uh that would have been scary if it was click click uh i I wonder if it has something to do with like um fender play and maybe I could see maybe like a Fender Play and Studio One mishmash of having a little bit more interactive content. Yeah, right? Something like, like that could be super sick. Yeah. So maybe some like kind of like you were talking about Cakewalk, which is now Band Labs. Um, maybe something like that. Maybe some sort of like community where you can learn songs that way and practice that way. Um, who knows? It's really interesting to see um where they go with it but i know that fender is really into research and making data-driven decisions that's why they started fender play that's why they've done a lot more um marketing to women and bipoc and uh not just white guys (laughs) basically uh that's why they've diversified their their marketing so much and why they've really doubled down on education um, knowing that people get frustrated with the guitar after three months of playing it and get rid of it, giving away right. those free couple months of Fender play to be like, hey, well, you can learn guitar and it's really easy to learn it from home. Uh, keeping people playing keeps people buying and uh, hopefully keeps them buying Fender right. because it had such a great experience. So totally. I, won- I, wonder if- I wonder if it's, if they have some other like nuggets of information that pre-sonus could really help them with so let me look, let's see what's pre-sonus got these days uh first of all i i would like to i just looked it up to fact check uh cakewalk was owned by gibson oh. and gibson shut it shut her down in 2017 uh, effectively ceasing all operations and production and le- just left it as open source band lab interesting they acquired the ip for it in 2018 and then released a modified version called cakewalk by band lab Nice. You remembered. So I most associate PreSonus with uh, the software. Sure. But they also have some mixing systems, sample and loop libraries, controllers, audio interfaces, uh, microphones, speakers, Mm -hmm. virtual instruments, and effects. I do wonder if that could also play into Fender effects in the future. Yeah. Like digital effects, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was thinking. Like, 
the analog chorus delay, analog effects collection, and that working into like the Mustang amps. Yeah. I wouldn't I would not be surprised at all. It's probably a lot easier to to buy a company that already does that really well. Yep. And just say, hey, can we just assign some, like, just change the scope of some of those projects, but within the same domain, same technology, and then we can leverage the results of those projects to uh, bring other products to market. Yeah. So kind of just shifting the direction of where PreSonus is probably going by having a marriage of the two. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I don't use their effects as much just because I have so many, but when I use them, I like off. them. I mean, I I I I pay for PreSonus Sphere. Like I pay for all of it. Right. So professional Notion and all the software, like just to have it. So I'm not I'm not I'm not a shill in that regard. I I just really <laughs> like PreSonus. Totally. And there's symphony of sounds. I'm very excited to see where this goes. I, yeah. I, in terms of answering question number two, I think looking at how Fender has managed some of its other acquisitions and uh, so like Jackson and Gretsch and are the two that come to mind. I think they've done a fairly bang up job as well as their own product development underneath the Fender brand. I'm not terribly concerned about them bungling it and kind of just spreading themselves too thin. There's yeah. a whole lot. Of, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's just a completely separate product, but it seems like there's a whole lot of crossover between the two, which I think makes for a great merger. Mm -hmm. And I think that that by itself differentiates it, the, the situation from say Gibson acquiring KRK, like very different circumstances. Um, as far as I remember them. And so I'm genuinely not very concerned about like, oh no, is, yeah. is Fender going to pull a, a Henry J? Like, I, I don't think so. No, no, I'm not so worried. I, th I think if, if they want the technology and they want to be able to incorporate that and offer something maybe to Fender customers um, and then they just let PreSonus keep being PreSonus, I think that's probably going to be fine. If they want to come in and make a lot of changes, I think that's going to be like the problem. But right. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really know anybody who has a PreSonus audio interface. I don't know about an audio interface. I, I I've seen. Let's see here. I, maybe I'm misremembering. I want to say I. That honestly look pretty nice. The Studio Eighteen. Uh, 1810C. Looks pretty nice. Has hey, Fender, you want to send us one so we can check it out? <laughs> <laughs> no. These line these line input levels. Just, look at this. I don't know how much it is. Sweetwater, how much are you? $419. For how many inputs? Four on the front. I have not looked at the whole images and videos. Looks kind of nice. If four it was orange, I'd front, like it more. Four in the back. So total eight inputs. Two phone. Four That's pretty small out. for eight inputs. Yeah. MIDI out. Eight add in. 
That's actually pretty reasonable. Yep, that does look very reasonable. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, look at that. That does look kind of slick. I like the uh, I like the the LED the LEDs on the front for sh yeah. to show clipping. Think yeah, that. that's a lot better than just like the colors. Yeah, like color green, <laughs> color orange, color red, and that's all the information you get. Like this gives you the whole scale, which yeah, I like. Yeah, seriously. And now I'm looking at the Studio Live AR12C, the mixer. How much is that? I'm sticking with somewhere I get a discount. 600 bucks, that's it? Shit. With an SD reader? Aww. No. Uh -oh. Stop making me rethink my choices in life. It's too late. It's going to happen. No, it's not too late. I know. To where apologize? I too late. I look at this little boy. I don't know why I call. I call. Guitar gear, little boy. Look at that little boy. This guy uh, I just sent you. This little mixer is five hundred dollars. A little itty bitty mixer. What is an SD stereo recorder? Look how portable. It's got Bluetooth five point Got some. That looks all right. Yeah. It looks, it looks all right. Too late to apologize. All right. I'm probably going to get a Soundcraft mixer for um, Sunday Crush. No, it's too late. It's too late. You have to do this now. No, I don't. You no choice. No, I don't. AR8C sounds like the name of like a droid in Star Wars. Probably is. Yep. <laughs> you got all the crazy names in those Star Wars things. Well, this looks... I, I'd use this. This looks like a pretty decent little setup. Yeah. I dig it. Oh, the Rain City Rock Camp auction is now open. Let's see if they ever got my note, my thing. Friends Rain City Rock Camp? Yeah. What's the Rain City Rock Camp, you may ask? Oh, you know, it's just the Lady Rock Camp in oh, you know. Seattle. Um uh why is it so few things i just want to see wow Ooh, i got a little um i oh gosh these are so hard to read what are we um, looking at i'm just trying to see if the thing that i'm involved in is you're involved i might be it's possible they asked me and i said yes so i is don't the, know the rumor on the internet's uh, I hear those rumors on the internet. Um, I, they're just so, um, I, Rockstar Package. Rockstar? Okay. <laughs> if you bid on the Rockstar Package on the Rain City Rock Camp, uh, for girls dot school auction dot rain city rock camp for girls dot school auction dot net uh you can get mastering by rachel field for up to three songs of average length 
a 1.5 hour outdoor band photo session with two backdrops. Uh, spend a half day with producer engineer Don Farewell at Earwig Studio and a one-on-one guitar pedal consultation with Emily Harris from the Get Offset podcast. Wow. Very cool. That sounds like a good rock star package. I feel like I'm the least valuable part of that package. And? Does that make it not valuable? So you get five hours in the studio at your studio. You yep. get you get mastering for yep. three songs. Yeah, let's just turn up the volume. That's, you get a that's ninety heavy. minute <laughs> <laughs> every mastering engineer in the world just yelled at you. Master you get an hour you get a ninety minute photo session and then I get to talk I'll talk to you about Guitar pedals. Amazing. Well, there you go. That sounds like something <gasps> worth bidding on. I don't know about you. Yeah. Well, okay. enjoy yes. the consultation. Yes. It's... I'm going to enjoy these pickups. I and, am uh, going to box in my Earthquaker devices, sleeveless. Sleeveless shirt. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to maybe toy around with the idea of firing up Logic Pro and, uh, you know, have a fruit salad. <laughs> I'm going to ham it up a little bit. All right. Enjoy. I'm going to. I just like chugging. It's fun. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening? Question mark. Thanks for understanding. Till next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.